Hi, this is Ricardo, pastor of Journey Church Ventura. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Hope you're having a great week. We hope it's life-giving and life-changing. Take care. We've been on this series called Power. Power. I don't know about you, but I enjoy power. I enjoy it in the sense that um, it's a tool. It's something that can be used for good. It can also be something that's used for bad. And in our world today, we, the reason we're talking about power is because we need to understand. We need to understand this one big thought, and that is that God's power is the only power that truly changes our lives and affects change in others. I see, I see our communities, I see our world, I see our culture in America just wanting enough power to change something. And if we don't know, if we don't know what the real power is that, t- that it takes to real change, then we're just going to have efforts in futility, efforts in trying to control people, efforts in con- trying to control finances, efforts in to try and control all of this, when really the only thing that adequately controls anything or changes anything is God. Is God. Can you say amen? Amen. And so we've talked about the power of the gospel. The gospel has the power to transform our lives. It's the simple message that Jesus loves you. He died for your sins. He rose again three days later and promises us eternal life. And if we will accept that by faith, we can have eternal life and a relationship with God. And our sins are gone. They are gone. They are completely gone. And that is exactly what we remembered in communion today. Last week, we talked about the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit gives us the power to be witnesses to be people who represent the message of Jesus Christ to our world. And he gives us the power to do that. We try and do that in our own power. We're we're given persuasive speeches. We might be a, a convincing person, but really it's the power of the Holy Spirit that works in people that allows us to have an effective testimony or story that we can share people with people in our world. And so today I want to talk about this. God's power to unsettle the settled. God's power to unsettle the settled. And it'll make sense in just a moment. Have you ever settled for something? Have you ever settled for less than what God has for you? Have you ever settled for something less than what is expected of you? And pretty soon, you've lowered the expectations so much of somebody expecting something high from you that they've... uh, they've, (laughs) Uh, eventually understood, oh, I can only expect this much. I'm going to settle for what they, 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 they put out. I don't know about you, but I've settled for things in my life that I should never have settled for. It took me until I was 54 years old to get my master's degree. It was, it was something that I wanted to do all my life. And, and, and eventually, what I heard in my head was, you know what? That's too much work. You're getting too old. You can't do that. And at 54 years old, at 51 years old, I said, you know what? I'm not going to settle for this anymore. I'm going to commit to getting my master's. And I got my master's at 54. And it was a, it was a, it was a rewarding thing. Yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> I got it so I could teach university. I'm teaching university now. I'm, I have a class that I'm teaching right now in, in Old Testament history. It's a blessing to follow through with the things that are high expectations for us or things that we've learned to settle with. You know, we're having our house painted right now. Maybe you can relate to this, but it's funny how these, these guys that are painting our house are, are finding things that I noticed a long time ago, but I stopped noticing them. 
You know why? Because I didn't see the need to fix it, and I settled for it. I settled for it, and now they're fixing it, and it's probably costing me three times as much to get it fixed. It's that kind of crazy stuff that we have in our lives that we settle for. Maybe you have a, a, a goal that you've been reaching for, but you've kind of given up on it. Maybe you have a sickness that's in your life that you just you go, well, uh, this is what it is. This is what's going on in my life. This is what I have to learn to live with it. And there are things that God isn't going to fix for certain reasons. But there are things that God wants to fix, that God wants to help you reach those high goals, those high opportunities. He wants to get rid of that sin in your life. And maybe there's some, some things that have uh, bound you up, that have, uh, you have habits in your life that are keeping you down. And you've settled thinking that, no, I can't defeat that. No, I can't overcome that. No, I can't. God's power is able to help us all achieve far more than we could ever achieve to be healed from the sickness that we have, to be delivered from the bondage that we're in, or whatever the case may be. Isn't it time that we stop settling for less? Yeah, at least one honk. <laughs> we think sometimes there's some of us that think that we deserve what we've got. Some of us think that, well, this is what I deserve. I'm not a perfect person. I'm not this nice person, or I'm not this, and so therefore I deserve this. That's not God speaking to you. That's not God's voice. He wants to take you to a different level. He wants to unsettle your settledness. He wants to, un he wants to shake you up. He wants to wake you up. He wants to bring to your heart a realization that you are not a lesser person. You're not a, a person that has to settle for something less. You can, in his power and by his power and in his name, experience a beautiful, beautiful thing. We find this story in Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. It's a powerful story, and I'm going to read it. And, and, and as we go through it, I'll comment on it, and, and we will see some beautiful things that God wants to do. And I, I pray right now that God will start speaking to you in your car, online, wherever you are, in your, on your couch, in your kitchen, in, in your car, wherever you are, that God will just begin to unsettle your settledness, that you will begin to feel, honestly, uncomfortable. Because we've, we grow used to the pain. We grow used to the agony. We grow used to the mediocrity that we've accepted. And instead, what God wants right now to do is to raise the, the bar, to bring us to this place where we're no longer settling. We're, we're willing to ask God in his name and by his power to help us reach that goal, to experience that healing, to get that touch that we need in our lives. In Acts chapter 3, verse 1, it says this. One day, Peter and John, two, two apostles that were uh, walking along, they were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. So these guys were uh, doing something that all the Jews were, were used to doing. There was three prayer times a day, and they were going in the, 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 at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. They were going for the time, final time of prayer in that day, and they were going to go pray. This is their normal thing. They're just walking along. They're doing what, what, what good Jews did in those days, and they go to the temple to pray. There's nothing special about this moment. There's nothing uh, spectacular about what's going on. They didn't put in their calendar, today is a miracle working day. They didn't, you know, 
you and I go to work every day. You and I do our thing. You and I get up every morning. We brush our teeth and we shower. We do those normal things and then we go on our way. But look what happens. It's pretty incredible what happens. Uh, I, I think one of the things that we have to realize though is that when you're going to pray, you can expect spiritual things. But if there's no prayer, there's no spiritual thing going on. There's, if there's no connection with God, don't have an anticipation that you will have a spiritual awareness of what's going on. The one thing I do like about what's normal in this situation, it was normal to pray. Therefore, it's normal to be spiritually in touch. Normal to be spiritually aware. Normal to have this awareness of, of spirituality going on. And in verse 2, it says, Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put, and I would, if you have in your Bibles or in your phones, you want to highlight this, every day to beg from those going into the temple court. So now a man was lame from birth, was being carried to the temple called gate, uh, gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple court. So this was a guy that from birth, and what we know in Acts chapter 4, verse 22, it says that he was 40 years old. So from birth, he was crippled. From birth, he was crippled. He had uh, a weak ankles and, and weak legs and could not walk. And so he had some friends that would bring him over to the, the, the gate in, in, the, in the front of the temple. And it was a really smart move because uh, Jews were uh, very, very prideful. And if they were seen giving alms to the poor, that was a good thing. And so walking into worship at three o'clock, walking in to pray, they would give alms to the poor. And that was a good place to be. And so this guy was brought by friends, and he would uh, go there every day for I, I don't know how long since he was a child, but at some point, just after being a child, he had to go beg for money so that he could have bread to eat or some kind of food or maybe support uh, part of his family. And he was 40 years old, and every day, this is where I think too, too many of us get, is that we kind of go every day we do the same thing. Every day we're aware that this is just normal stuff. This is what we do. And every day we accept the things that are less than what we should be accepting. We should be expecting great things for ourselves. We should be expecting great things. We should be expecting God to move in our lives like never before. We should be expecting God to, 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 to have an impact in our lives like we, we've never had before. Instead, we every day, I'm lame I can't walk, therefore I beg. And that's what, that's what th this man was doing. It's doing something not new, not unusual. This was his everyday thing. He went and, to, and, uh, and, went and begged at the temple gate. And this gate was um, a unique gate in, in that it was very ornate, and that's why it was called Beautiful. It was probably on the east side of the temple, which um, a, a lot of the ladies went through. There was a, a court for women, and a lot of the ladies went through, and, and women tend to be a little bit more generous and sympathetic. Uh, no, no slam on men, but uh, they, th that's true. And so um, <clears throat> they, he was in the right spot. In verse 3, it says this, When he saw Peter and John, which I like the teamwork here. These guys are not alone. They are, they, they are out uh, together, going to prayer, and I think that's awesome. And uh, 
about to enter, and he asked them for money, a typical thing that you would do when you're begging. If you got a, a, a cardboard thing, he's saying, uh, you know, I'm hungry, I need money for food. And that's exactly what this beggar was doing. And uh, Peter and John noticed him, and he asked them for money. Have you ever stopped asking for the best thing and started asking for just the needed thing? Have you, I mean, when we settle, we stop asking God to take us to the next level, right? I, I stopped asking God to, to provide for my schooling. I stopped asking God to make a way so that I could experience my education like I wanted to. And I know that sounds um, not, not as needy of a thing, but it's, it's a goal. It's an ambition. It's something that God has actually called me to. And I settled for less. I think too many of us look at our, our lives and we, we, we stop seeing the things that need to be fixed. We stop seeing the things that need to be righted in our lives or the things that need, we need to be delivered from and we start settling. And Peter and, it, we, and, and so we stop asking God for the miracle and we just start asking God for the everyday stuff. Just get me through this day, God. That's all I really care about. I don't care how bad the day is. Just get me through it. That's settling. God, I, I, I realize my husband has all these kinds of issues, and, and, and I, I just, I, I'm settling for the fact that I know he's not going to change, and therefore I'm going I'm to stop praying for that. Just get me through my marriage. God, I realize that I, I, I have a, an addiction of, of sorts, and, and um, this medication, I know it's, it's really not hurting me, but it, it, it's helping me. And we've stopped asking God for healing or deliverance from that pain or that agony or, the, or, or whatever we're trying to medicate. Have we stopped asking for the best and just started asking for the little bit that we can get to get through the day? Verse, P, verse 4, Peter looked straight at him as did John. They both looked at him. Do you, do you ever, you ever I, my wife and I have this really funny thing. Um, when we get to an intersection and people want to give you guidance, you know, and they say, like this, and then you say, no, you go, and, and no, you go, and then you go like, like that. I, I think Peter and John are kind of doing that. It's like, you know, look at us, and he said, Peter and John looked straight at him as did John. Then Peter and said, look at us. I can just see Peter going, look at us right now. Come on, right at me. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. This, this was not abnormal. This was the what beggars do. And, and when, when, you know, if you don't want to give something to someone who's holding a cardboard thing, do you look at them? <laughs> do you, especially if they're on the left-hand turn lane and we're sitting right next to the light and you're right next to them. Do you go, no, most people who don't give or don't want to give are like, oh, I'm not going to see you. I don't see you there. I know you're there, but I'm not seeing you. That, we, that's kind of the way we handle things sometimes. But Peter and John are saying, look at me, look at me. And they catch his eye, and he's expecting to get something from the Verse 6 says, then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Highlight that. Highlight that. There is not a more powerful phrase. There is not a more powerful name. There is not a more powerful tool that you have in your breath than that name, the name of Jesus Christ, who is able to do above and beyond what you could ever ask or think. 
Yes. In the name of Jesus Christ, let your marriage be healed. In the name of Jesus Christ, let your, your addiction be delivered from. In the name of Jesus Christ, let your goals be reached. And let the calling of God take hold of your heart and believe for the miracle that he can provide for you. That's the Jesus that we serve. And Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Just a couple weeks ago, you guys were incredibly generous. You were incredibly generous. Gave over $5,000 for single moms to have, or single parents to have a $100 gift card for groceries. And we got some stories back that were just cool about the blessing that that was to those families and how important and significant that was. And, and when you give in the name of Jesus, it has the same power as this has. And the blessing and the, and the encouragement that that brings to people's lives is so important and so valuable. And yet, here we see Peter and John not having money, but having the name of Jesus. In Mark 131, Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. It was a really interesting story. Uh, so Peter, the one who was talking to this man, had his mother-in-law healed by Jesus. And Jesus, when he... When he healed her, he lifted her up by her hand and brought her up out of the bed. And be, she began to walk in complete healing. And, G, and Peter does the very same thing. Watch this. Watch this. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. So he did what he knew. He did what he understood. And when he did what he saw Jesus do before, he reached down and he grabbed this man's hand and he said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And he began to lift that man up in the name of Jesus. Not in his own power, not in anything else that he could conjure up in his own heart. And I would imagine if he was at all human, he was going, oh, I hope this works. I hope this happens. I hope I, this is going to look really foolish if I lift, try and lift this guy up and all of a sudden, uh, uh, and nothing happens. I, I know. I feel that. And he was in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And he helped him up, reached down, picked up his right hand and helped him up. And instantly, instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. I'm praying right now, this moment, I've been praying all week long as I started studying this passage of scripture, that God would instantly do something today to move you from that settled position to that unsettled position. I, I, I don't want to be like this, this man who for 40 years kept begging and begging and begging and begging and begging for money. And I'm not saying that he was wrong. I'm not saying that he was given any reason to believe that he was destined to be crippled for the rest of his life. But at some point in time, we have to look in our hearts and we have to say to ourselves, you know what? I've settled for less. And I believe that Jesus Christ, the Jesus Christ of Nazareth can help me rise up and walk in, in my situation, my circumstance, and in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we can instantly experience his joy. And we can experience this. Look what happens. Pretty incredible what happens just after that. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. <laughs> I love this because this was not like a, a slow, gradual, like, oh, okay, something's happening. Okay, I'm going to start walking in just a few moments. 
This was not that. This was an instant experience of transformation that took his body from being crippled to being healthy. He jumped up. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts where he was not allowed before, walking and jumping and praising God. He lost his dignity to worship the Lord. I love that when people lose their dignity in worshiping the Lord because people, I mean, David did this once, uh, uh, the uh, prophet of old, he, he lost his dignity so much so that he dressed down all the way to his underwear. He was the king of Israel and he, 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 <laughs> he uh, dressed down all the way to his underwear and began dancing before the Lord because of a victory. And that, that's what's happening here is this man is saying, God has done something so significant in my life that I can do nothing but jump and dance and go crazy for God. Are you willing to experience the power of God in such a way that he makes you jump and dance and say, I love Jesus? Yeah. You don't have to dress down to your underwear to go crazy for God. That's a good thing. Don't do that. You might get arrested. But he jumped to his feet and began in praising and worshiping God in verse 9. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging. I want you to underline used to. Used to. You used to have a bad marriage. You used to have an addiction. You used to have a trouble. You used to have a goal that went unmet. You used to because the power of God, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, has touched your life and awakened your body and awakened your soul and awakened your goals and met you at your point of need right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Used to. He used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him. And we don't have time to go into the entire story, but not long after this, Jesus uh, or Peter preached a message of repentance, and over 2,000 people accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior in this story. My question is today, my belief today is that God wants to take you from being known as the person who settled to the person who's been healed and delivered and set free and touched by God and seen God do something miraculous in your life. Do you want to be known as the, 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 the part that you've settled for? Or do you want to be known as the person who used to be the, the person who settled for? I want to be known as that used to person. I don't want to be known as the person who, who settled for. I don't want to be known as the beggar. I want to be known as the beggar who's been healed. I want to be known as the beggar who's been set free. I want to be known as the, the person who's been touched by God and, and can no doubt, after 40 years of experiencing crippledness, he jumped up and praised God. And now nobody could deny the power of God. Church, when there's a church that believes in the power, when there's a church that understands that God wants to do miracles, when there's a church that is experiencing miracles, there's nothing that can stop the world from noticing. That's what the power needs to be. That's what the power needs to be. Amen. Amen. I believe that God wants to do something unique right now. People need to see the church win, not lose. People need to see you, because you are the church, experience God in a unique way.
How powerful would it be for your neighbor to all of a sudden notice something different about you? What happened to you? You're, you're changed. You've, you, you, you have a joy on your face. You, your, your, your life is different. Well, Jesus healed me. Jesus healed our marriage. Jesus brought our kids back. Jesus set me free from an addiction. Jesus did something in my life that changed me and made it noticeable. And I'm going to give him glory. You know what the power, most powerful thing is that Peter did? Is he immediately said, this is not about us, this is about Jesus. He said, I didn't heal this man, Jesus did. I had nothing to do with it. I was just the conduit with, through which God used me to heal this man. And as a result, you guys need to pay attention because God is real and God is powerful and God wants to do the same thing in your life. And that's what he wants to do this moment, this moment. Are you tired of your settled life? There's still things in my life that I want to change. That I, that I look in, in, into my heart, and as I was walking through this week, I'm like, oh, Lord, this is going to be painful and, and rewarding all in the same time because I'm going to have to recognize things in my own heart, in my own life, that I can no longer accept and that I have to change. And I can only change them by the power of God. It's not our willpower. It's not your, your want or your wishes. It's not your, oh, I'm going to do this. It's submitting and releasing yourself to God and saying, God, I'm done asking for money. I'm starting to ask for the miracle. And maybe your miracle is money. Maybe your miracle is something like that. But whatever your miracle is, stop asking for less than that. Stop asking for less than that and start asking for the best of it. Start asking for the miracle. The only thing that, that could fix your circumstance, that could fix your situation, is the power of God to move us from the settled to the unsettled and to rock our world. I'm going to ask Jessica to come back up, and she's going to lead us in some worship. And she's going to play behind me for just a few moments. As we begin to pray and pray that God, that God would do a miracle in your heart and your mind right now. I don't want you to ask for a hand out. I want you to ask for a hand up. I don't want you to ask for money. I don't want you to ask for the lesser thing. I want you to ask for the best thing that God has for your life. Because right now I believe in his power to deliver you, to set you free, to give you hope, to give you strength. Put strength back into your marriage, strength back into your, your whole body, strength back into your, your, your mental well-being. Maybe, again, it's a calling that he's put on your life that you've ignored and you've settled for less, and now is not the time to do that. Now God wants to do something significant and powerful and meaningful, and I'm just believing for miracles this moment, this moment. He wants to heal you. He wants to deliver you. Maybe you're here and you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He wants to save you. He wants to restore you. He wants to reconcile you. He wants to do something miraculous. And I'm going to pray. And here's what I'd like you to do. I don't see a headlight on in the place right now. But if you need prayer, will you just turn your headlights on? If you want to believe for something miraculous, will you turn your headlights on? Will you just let me use those as kind of a raised hand? Yeah. Headlights are going on. Good, good. Come on. Let's believe for something powerful. Let's believe for something miraculous. Let's believe for something world-changing. Let's stop asking for the lesser things and believe for the miracle things. God, I pray right now for these people 
and for myself. Lord, who need you to do a miracle. Lord, we've settled for things that we shouldn't settle for. We've let things come in that, that have convinced us that the miracle power isn't there anymore, or the opportunity isn't there, or, the, or your arm is too short. Whatever the case may be, Lord, forgive us for those things. And Lord, we pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you heal that you deliver, that you set free, that you provide for, that you reconcile, that you restore in the name of Jesus, that you save. If you're online right now and you're listening and maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but you want to see God do something miraculous in your life, right now you can accept him as Lord and Savior just simply by saying, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I accept that I'm a sinner and I need your forgiveness. The work that you did on the cross, I need you to forgive me. Thank you for forgiving me. And Jesus, I commit to follow you for the rest of my life because I believe that you were raised from the dead and I will spend eternity with you. If you prayed that prayer right now, you have just received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You have become a part of the most powerful thing that Jesus ever did, and that was raised from the dead. Yeah. Amen. And you are a family. You are in the family of God. And if you had your headlights on, I just believe today, today, that a miracle has happened in your heart. If you're within reach of these, these speakers, you're not even in this parking lot, but you're listening somewhere in an office complex, maybe on the side of the road here somewhere, I believe God's speaking to you right now. And he's doing something in your life, and we want to invite you to be a part of it. Go to our website at journeychurchventura.com and just let us know that God has changed your heart and changed your life and set you free. God wants to do something big, and he's done it, and he's doing it, and I just believe he's going to continue to do it. And I praise God for it. God, we just again come to you and lay our lives before you. Do a miracle in our lives. Take us to the next level, Lord. Help us never to settle again for less than what you want for us. And may we be a testimony, a story of your power to this world. God, we want to be the people that are part of the used to club. We want to be a part of that used to club that says that we're, we, we were, but we're not anymore. We were crippled, but we walk and jump and praise God now. We were unsaved, but now we're saved and on our way to heaven. We were a broken marriage, but now we're a put-together marriage. We were a, an addict, but now we're a delivered addict. Hallelujah. Praise God. And God, we thank you and praise you for what you're doing today in our lives. We praise you, God. Have your way in us. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to join your journey. And I hope the message made a big difference in your life. And if it did, we just encourage you to go to journeychurchventura.com and let us know. Also, be free to share this message with your friends and family. We just love to impact as many people as we can. Once again, thank you for joining us at Journey Church Ventura. Yeah.